Welcome back, Nets fans. It's over. Kyrie has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, no face cam today. I'm probably going to put Kyrie uh, highlights in the background. The lighting in here is terrible at this time, so I just can't do it. But anyway, Kyrie is traded to the Mavericks for Dorian Finney-Smith and old friend Spencer Dinwiddie, which is not the return that I think we was we were hoping for as Nets fans, but... I guess it could have been worse. And that's also sent Markeith Morris to Dallas. I don't care about that. The only thing is Markeith was brought to the Nets because Katie wanted him. So that's another um, avenue we'll go down later about what's the future of Kevin Durant. But for the return on this trade, I mean, yeah, it could have been better. But as I've said, for a guy, and actually I forgot to include the picks. That's pretty important. So the Nets are getting a 2029 first round pick, which is unprotected, and a 2027 second round pick and a 2029 second round pick. So, um, you know, the draft pick aspect is nice, but getting Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie in... What was supposed to be a win-now type year is not what you want, and I still think the best thing for the Nets was to work out something with Kyrie. I mean, even if he left in the offseason, this was going to be the type of return you were going to get, so it is what it is. We got that report this morning that Kyrie was going to be held out at least until the trade deadline on Thursday, and of course, he'll be held out forever because he'll no longer be a Net. So... This should have had a much better ending. This should not have ended the way it did. Kyrie always wanted to, you know, retire a Brooklyn Net. The guy grew up a New Jersey Nets fan. His family's from Jersey. He's from the area. And he's been very vocal about he wants to be here. But whether it was the vaccine mandates or other things that Kyrie has done off the court in his time since being here and plus the durability issues in the past, which I will say to Kyrie's credit, he has played in every game he's been eligible in this year. I mean, unless the team held him out due to the suspension, Kyrie has played in every game possible this year. At least I think. I mean, he has not missed really any extended period of time this year besides that suspension. So Kyrie was doing everything in his power, you know, besides that one, you know, tweet with the anti-Semitism, but he was doing everything in his power on the floor to remain a Brooklyn Net and show that he was going to be loyal and, you know, be here for the future and, and put the team first. And the Nets ownership, Joe Sy, was not having it. I don't know how much of it was Joe Sy, how much of it was the Nets GM, Sean Marks, but Whatever the outcome was, he's going to be a Dallas Maverick and uh, team up with Luka, and we'll see how that duo goes. That should be a very fun offensive team. And it sucks. The Nets' big three with Harden, KD, and Kyrie will go down as one of the biggest what-ifs in NBA history, maybe the biggest, and maybe not just the NBA, maybe all of sports. And I am in the process, as I said yesterday, I was typing out a script of going over the, the entire big three era. That should be a fire video, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be a whole cinematic video, 30 for 30 type shit. Um, so it should be good. But anyway, what happens with Kevin Durant? I mean, that's that's the big thing here. The Nets, if, if they trade Kevin Durant before Thursday, it is not going to shock me at this point. I think anything's on the table. But I do want to see this team at least give themselves a chance to win a title this year. And if that includes trading the picks you got in this trade, and I think the Sixers pick they got for uh, Harden last year, and I think maybe they still have their pick swaps with the Rockets. I don't know, but they have some type of assets left draft pick-wise. You have some guys on this roster you can trade, like Joe Harris and Seth Curry. I would like to see them go out and get a Gary Trent or even an OG Ananobi if they can, if that's possible, and just give Kevin Durant like the players he needs to just try and make a finals run. And obviously, you know, having this happen on February 5th, you're not going to have the most continuity, but I would never bet against KD. 
Um, I guess the good news about getting rid of Kyrie is that you can really focus on being a team that's built on length and having guys that are big and kind of built like the Orlando Magic or the Toronto Raptors. And, you know, the Nets, of course, they've had smaller guys with Seth Curry and Patty Mills and Kyrie. Um, Those are smaller players. So the Nets picks they have here are the 2027 first round pick their own. It is top eight protected by the Sixers, 2028 their own, and 2029 their own. And of course, they got the Mavericks picks here as well. So they have some decent draft assets. They're, you know, four or five years down the line, but they have draft picks that they can flip for win-now type pieces. So it's going to be interesting. I don't know what Sean Marks and the Nets front office will do the, uh, you know, remaining four or five days up until Thursday's trade deadline, but that's going to be a very fascinating thing. Um Kevin Durant has not really came out and spoke about the Kyrie request. The only thing we got is that Katie was quote unquote surprised, which hell we all were. I mean, I was very surprised when it happened. And, you know, just a bit over 48 hours after um, he requested that trade Kyrie, he is now gone. It's just amazing how the Nets fumbled this bag. Like it's to get the most talented big three of all time, arguably. I mean, yeah, they're having better big threes. I mean, I would take the LeBron, Bosch, and Wade big three over hours because they were just like better basketball players but in terms of like offensive talent you're never going to find a big three as good as this one this you know as i made in my video which i haven't posted yet obviously but i'm working on it the nets had a you know the best offensive rating of all time and that was in a year where the big three only played in like 14 games together so that was with Kyrie, harden and and uh and KD out of the lineup for a lot of these games and they still had the best offensive rating of all time and the one playoff series those guys played in together where they were healthy they had a 130, 130 offensive rating against the Celtics when they beat them in five, which is the best of all time in a playoff series. So it makes it even harder. I said this when James Harden was traded last year. It makes it even harder because you know that this big three was going to work. I mean, when Harden first came here, there were questions about, oh, you know, Harden's too ball dominant. Will he pass the ball? Like, no, it was working out perfectly. The Nets were 13 and three with these guys. And the unfortunate circumstances with the injuries in 2021's playoffs to Harden's hamstring and Kyrie's ankle, whether Giannis did it on purpose or not, it just sucks how it went. And then the next year, never getting a fully healthy Harden back because he was still struggling with the hamstring and the whole NBA rule changes. And you had Kyrie not playing home games until March when, you know, Kevin, uh, when, when James Harden was already traded. So the Nets never got a fair shot. In the four years or three years, I guess, that Katie and Kyrie have been here, they've only had one real chance to make a championship run. Like the first year, it was the COVID year. Katie was out the entire season, you know, Achilles recovery. Kyrie did not go to the bubble, obviously. The next year, they get injured in the playoffs. They should have won it that year. Then the year after, they get swept by the Boston Celtics, who they were the much better team. The Nets were without two of their starters and Joe Harris and Ben Simmons. So that sucked. And they had no chance in that series, really. I predicted Boston in, in seven, but I was wrong. They, you know, I should have said Boston in the five at least. I mean, that was pretty embarrassing. So whichever way the Nets want to go about this, it's not going to surprise me. Once again, if Katie is traded by Thursday, it is also not going to shock me. Um, as I said, I want to, you know, kind of get the most out of Kevin Durant while he's still here. If you want to trade him in the offseason, then so be it. But I'd rather make one more run at this. You never know what's going to happen. If injuries are going to happen to other teams, if Boston has injuries or Milwaukee has injuries, 
there is still a chance with Kevin Durant and good pieces around him that you can make this finals run. You know, I'm not counting on it. Definitely not. I think it's more likely that they should blow the whole team up. But at least now there is still a chance. Now, if you have an amazing return for Kevin Durant, like let's say Boston for some reason wants to give you, um, you know, Jalen Brown and like, I don't know, Robert Williams and someone else, Grant Williams for KD. I mean, yeah, then, then we could talk, right? That's actually a very good return. But unless you're getting something like that and you mean you have KD under contract, teams are still going to want him in the offseason. So I'd rather just wait until the summer to make a move like that unless there is a offer that you can't refuse on the table right now. And I put this on Twitter. This Kyrie trade kind of hurts me like the Odell Beckham trade in a way. It was uh, like Kyrie's my guy. I think Kyrie and even Odell Beckham, they get a lot of like criticism that's kind of unwarranted. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. I've always defended those guys. So when Odell got traded, it was kind of the same thing. It was like pretty damn sad. But, you know, with Kyrie here, it was also sad because the Nets, once again, they should have been, um, you know, they, they had a four or five year window with Harden, Harden, Katie and Kyrie. They had a four or five year window. The Nets GM said that they were going to be extended. It never happened. Um, it just sucks how it all went down. This should have been a much longer experiment than it actually was. I mean, for this to go down as like a one year potential finals run is embarrassing it really is I mean when the Nets got hardened I was saying to myself like yeah this might go a very bad way and it may not work out but I never thought it was going to last for one year like that just didn't make sense to me so I figured hey maybe by 2025 2026 or 2027 the Nets might be in a bad spot because, you know, KD, Kyrie, Harden will be out of their prime by then, but at least they'll have, like, four or five years to compete for a championship. And, like, it only lasted for one year. And the one year they got the chance to get a championship, KD, or not KD, Kyrie and Harden go down with injuries. And it was like, oh, my God, like, you can't make it up. Like, the amount of bad luck that came the Nets' way is just you can't make it up. Like, you know, once-in-a-century vaccine mandate type thing happens with the Nets, and it's like... That would only happen to us. And then you have um, back-to-back MCL injuries and back-to-back years for Kevin Durant. You have James Harden, who, you know, you traded like seven first-round picks for Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, and he gets out in like 13 months. He's off the Nets. And it's just crazy how it all went down. It really just sucks. It's one of those things that will haunt me as a Nets fan for a very long time until they're finally able to win a championship. And Kevin Durant stepping on the three-point line in Game 7 of the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs that will live in my head forever too because if the Nets got past there, you never know. I mean, I think they would have beat Atlanta that next round and they would have went to the finals to face the Suns and the Nets were not healthy at that point, but I think they could have given the Suns a good fight. So you never know what happens when you get to the finals. So uh, yeah, it just sucks. I really hate how this went down. But as I said, as a Nets fan, you guys know I always say this on this channel. When it comes to the Nets, I always expect something to go wrong. And that is pretty much how it's went. So I did not envision Kyrie leaving three days ago. I mean, it was pretty insane. I told you guys when I reacted to that video, I was like, eating my lunch and then I get the Shams tweet and I'm thinking like when I see breaking Brooklyn Nets I'm thinking like oh nice we're trading for uh, Nas Reed or Kyle Kuzma or John Collins and then you see that Kyrie requested a trade and it's like what how did this even happen like this was not supposed to happen and Kyrie's been vocal about wanting to be here he wants to be a net ownership did not see it the same way Kyrie thinks he deserves a fully guaranteed max contract and the Nets were not going to give it to him. I mean, the Nets owner, Joe Sy, 
never really loved Kyrie. And that's just pretty much how it is. And the only reason Kevin Durant is still a Brooklyn Net is because of the Nets owner's wife, who was pretty much the mediator in this entire thing and sat these guys down. And Kevin Durant decided to, you know, come back to the Nets and play for at least one more year. And that might only last a half a year if Kevin Durant is traded in the next uh, four days. It's crazy. I have 54 messages on my phone, probably all about the Kyrie stuff. That's what's shitty about being a Nets fan. Not that, not that they break your heart all the time, but that like... Pretty much, there's not many Nets fans out there, so when something bad happens to the Nets, like, you get texts from, like, all your Knicks fans and Celtics fan friends and Sixer fan friends. Uh, it just sucks, so... Um, yeah, I had much higher expectations about this, you know, big three. Um, I think Ben Simmons being trash could have, um, you know, been a contribution to this as well. I mean, not listen, if the Nets ever got like the Sixers version of Ben Simmons, um, and even if he came back last year, that could have changed a lot. I mean, I'm not saying the Nets would have won that Boston series, but the Nets lost by like five points in every one of those games. They lost by one in game one on the Tatum layup. They had a 17-point lead in Game 2 in that series. They they should have, you know, at least won two games in that series, maybe more. And if you had Ben Simmons playing like prime Ben Simmons and he plays good defense on Tatum, you never know. So even Ben Simmons being out last year and him returning this year not looking good at all and looking scared to shoot the ball, um, that's been a problem too. So it's not just like, oh, Harden quit on the Nets, which he did, but it's even the guy that got back in Ben Simmons that was just not good. And I've said plenty of times, the Nets GM, Sean Marks, has been awful ever since he made the James Harden trade. And I don't blame him for the Harden trade. Like, you make that trade 10 times out of 10. If you're going for a championship, you make that trade. I mean, Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, nice players. The seven draft picks, that sucks to give up. But if you were going to open that for a four- or five-year window to win a championship, which I'm sure was the plan when they got Harden, I don't blame you. But, of course, it lasted for one season. And that's just, it's inexcusable. I, it just, there's a lot of bad luck involved once again. But Nets ownership, Nets general manager, Sean Marks, they are to blame as well. And even Kyrie. As much as I defend Kyrie on here, some of his actions since being a Brooklyn Net have been pretty bad. Um, you know, just leaving the team in the uh, beginning of the 2020-21 season, the first season after COVID, he had that two or three week absence where he basically, you know, went to his sister's birthday party and just wanted time away from basketball and did not tell the Nets where he was going, which was that kind of led to the Harden trade, if you think about it. And what he posted on social media this year to lead to a suspension, that was not good either. So... You know, there's been things with Kyrie where it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, why do you have to, why do you have to do these things? Like, um, I think Kyrie is a pretty misunderstood person. I think he has a great heart. He donates to a lot of charities and just does a lot for the community. But you know, he's not a shitty person. But just some of the decisions he makes and the way he goes about it is just—it's unique. It's different. That's the nice way to say it. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Kyrie was probably the most talented net I've ever watched in my life. I mean, of course, Kevin Durant is the best net I've watched in my life, but just talent-wise, Kyrie is, like, in a different dimension than most people, so it sucks we won't be able to see that anymore, and I mean, I've seen Kyrie score, like, 50 points on 83% shooting in that Bulls game in 2021. I've seen, uh, you know, Kyrie have 60 points against the Magic last year, 41 points in the first half. He has put on some of the best individual performances I've ever seen as a Nets fan. So it really sucks that it's going to end like this. The guy's only 30 years old. I would think Kyrie, you know, unless he like just randomly retires, which you never know, at least has two or three really good years of basketball left in him. So it just sucks the way it is. And 
you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, they're kind of a package deal. So if Kevin Durant goes to Nets ownership in the next hour and says, I'm gone, do not bring me back to this, um, I don't blame him. So, you know, whatever KD decides to do, it is what it is. The Nets definitely let Kevin Durant down in this one. But I will say, once again, the deadline's on Thursday. It's going to be interesting to see how this team goes about it. Are they in complete sell, you know, seller mode? Or are they going to try and buy some assets, buy some pieces and try to get a uh, championship run with Kevin Durant and other guys around him. So I do see some ideas out there, like getting DeMar DeRozan or Zach Levine or getting OG Ananobi. I don't know what they're going to do. I really have no clue, but it's going to be interesting, and we'll find out in the coming days. So anyway, hope you guys enjoyed the video. This one really sucks, but, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's back. It's great. But <laughs> anyway, hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys next time.